God wants to bring abundance out of what's small. He wants to bring abundance out of our lives. He wants us to have lives that so, so trans, are so transformed, but not just to contain it in this vessel here, in this clay, not to just contain it, but to give it out. Everything that we are called to do, Church of God, we must do through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Every move that we make, everything we say, every thought we think, we get to train ourselves with the power of God to flow in his anointing and not ourselves, not the strength or the power of ourselves, but it is the anointing of God's Holy Spirit that moves mountains. It is the anointing of God's Holy Spirit that will, will bring that healing and that deliverance, but we must stay, and here's where we, we must stay connected to the power of God's Holy Spirit. We must recognize and we must say, I don't want to exchange what God has given me, which is the best, for anything that the world could offer or anything that would be familiar or easy for me to fall back in. See, there are some things that are easy to fall back in. You know, they're, they're familiar to us all. We all have them. Tendencies and ways of thinking and patterns of just operating. They're easy to fall back in because we've done it all our lives or you've you know you've seen it or you've done it for most of your lives depending on how yielded to the Holy Spirit you are but the enemy would try to bring those ways back around and it doesn't have to be a blatant sin like an obvious thing but it's something that's limiting your walk with the spirit of the living God and it's robbing you of God's best I think everyone in this room and everyone listening to this message here today would agree we don't want anything to rob us of God's best Right? So we're going to learn to walk and flow and do everything by the power of God's Holy Spirit. We need to be carriers of his glory. So I want to be a carrier of his glory. I want to be a, I want to be a carrier of his fire. I want to be a carrier of God's holy presence everywhere that I go. I want to be known as a radical one for Jesus. For this one sole reason and this one sole purpose, because he has my heart and he's done everything for me. Why would I not want to give him my all? That's my motive. My motivation? What's my motivation? Because I'm so grateful for what God's done, for his forgiveness, for his restoration, because I want to lay my life down 100% day by day, moment by moment, to live and to walk and to breathe God's pure, pure Holy Spirit. Amen? What's the motive? Love, thankfulness, thanksgiving. How could we not give him our all when he's given us his all? Right? Hallelujah. So in Zechariah 4, 6, the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel, and it said, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by, by, by my spirit, saith the Lord. So by the spirit of the living God, we are able to move about and to do the miraculous things, even what we just saw displayed. That's a move. We get to steward. Say, I get to steward the spirit of the living God's movement through me, Amen. through you. I get to steward the movement of the Holy Spirit 
through me everywhere I go because the power of God doesn't just turn off because you leave the building. The power of God is alive and it's active in you, not by might, not by power, that means your own power, but by my spirit, say by his spirit. By the Holy Spirit, I have the potential to move mountains everywhere I go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. So the greatest display of God's power is displayed through his working through clay vessels. You know that? God's greatest display of his power is works through clay vessels that are yielded to him. So we're all clay vessels. But we're yielded to him. So therefore, it becomes his strength and not our own. It must be his strength and not our own. When you keep this thing right, this order right, God can trust you with a whole lot more. When the Spirit of God infuses power through his vessels of clay, God gets the greater glory. God gets the greater glory. Is that what you want in your life? For a, to be a, a vessel of clay that God works through, therefore he gets the greater glory. Because you never forget who you are, and you've never forgotten where you've come from, but you also remember who you are in Christ, and you never allow the enemy to remind you or put you back in a place of bondage because you've, you've already been free. Right? The word says you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. When you know the truth, we know the truth. The truth is the word of God right? The truth is the word of God. As we speak forth the word of God, that truth is making us free because we're getting that divine revelation and we stand firm and walk in, in conjunction with Holy Spirit. It's powerful and it's important that we understand how to flow in the spirit, letting him move, letting him have first place always. So Zerubbabel was growing weary in rebuilding the temple of God. And he was growing discouraged because the project had been a long one. And so sometimes when you're in a long project or a long season of something, and that's difficult, you can grow and start to feel discouraged because of the length of time. So discouragement was trying to settle in. But the Lord spoke to him and reminded him to let the oil flow. Somebody say, let the oil flow. The oil flow, let the oil flow no matter where you are no matter what's going on in your life no matter how long the season may be but let the oil flow how do you remove yourself from a, an assignment that is right on your back of discouragement or or depression or or worry or anxiety how do you do it let the oil flow someone say i'm gonna let the oil flow I'm going to align myself in the spirit of the living God and let the oil flow. I'm going to remind myself that it is the Lord's leading and it's not my own. Now, remember, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So we're going to let the oil flow. Amen? So the, the Lord spoke to him and reminded him to let the oil flow and not to get in the way of the Lord's leading. Don't get in the way of the Lord's leading. The Lord has a plan for you. That plan is a good plan. The Bible says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, right? He says, thoughts of peace to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11, right? We know that scripture. We know the word of God. But in the rebuilding of the temple, it will not be accomplished through the works of hands. This is what the Lord was telling him. He was rebuilding the temple. It's not going to be with the works of hands, but we are the temple of God as well. And God has caused you to build, to build, to build. God has given you assignments to build, things that he's called you to do, to build. You cannot build with works of hands and then say, see what Jesus did, because 
if you were to look at what the Lord would say or how he would feel when it was you and not him, first of all, it's you're shortchanging yourself. Secondly, I don't believe that we would have God's fullest approval because it's works of the flesh. So in other words, we're going to train ourselves to walk in the spirit of the living God and say yes when the will of God is saying yes to us. And even when it feels scary and you feel threatened and you feel like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. That's the best. That's a good indicator that it is not you. It is God. It's bigger than you. And when you say yes to the will of God, that's bigger than you. And you say, I'm going to do it by the will of God, by the spirit of the living God. I'm going to step out in faith. I may not know how I'm going to do this at all, but I know I trust you. Then you're going to get the full glory. The greater glory is all God's. Say, who's following along with what I'm saying right now? The greater glory is all God's. So so in other words, let me, let me, I'm glad many of you are following along, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it in a different way. See, there are many times that people will try to do something that they think is God, but they say, I got it from here. I'll do this. I got it. I'm good with, I'm familiar with this. I got this. I can do this, Lord. I'm trained in this. I've got expertise. I've got training. I went to the classes. I got the certificate. I got the diploma. Come on. Those kinds of things, right? But let me tell you something. Those are all going to be like rubble. There's, it's not going to count. It's the thing. So there's, it's not a bad thing to have, you know, an accreditation of some sort. It's not a bad thing, but it's bad when that's your reliance. It's bad when you rely on that. It's bad when you think that's going to get you where you believe God has called you to go. No, 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 no. It's faith and trust in the spirit of the living God. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He is saying, I want you to learn to walk in high places and you don't know how to do it. I want you to learn to walk in my, under my anointing and you have no idea what's going to come out of your mouth. You have no idea but you are yielded, you are trusting, and you are saying yes every step of the way. Now, how many believers do you think walk like that? I think some do, but not all. And God is saying, listen, church, we need to wake up and we need to learn how to really truly walk in this way. When the love of God has been made so manifest within you, when the love of God, hear me now, because there are, I heard somebody say this to me this week. I was counseling somebody, not yet a Christian, Raised, though, in a Christian home. Knew the lingo, knew the Bible. Went to Christian school all her life. Does not profess to be a Christian at all. And she said, why would I want to be a Christian when everyone that I have seen that is a Christian is a hypocrite? Yeah. She says, why would I want to be a Christian when, when they say one thing and they do another? And then this was the, this was the real clincher. Why would I want to be a Christian, she said, when everyone that I see that is a Christian has absolutely no joy? Yeah, ouch, right? Wow, church that should never, ever be. No joy? No joy? Yeah, it's the wrong church. He said they're in the wrong place. They're in the wrong church. Get them over here. Yeah, and so seriously, but you know, it does speak to the church at large right? That's not okay, you guys. When, and, and so if that's you, realize what is the example that I'm setting? Because the spirit of the living God is within us. So therefore, everything that I need for life and godliness is already found on the inside of me through the spirit of God. So I have the ability to say, you know what? In my weakness, I choose you. In my sorrow, I choose joy, right? right? Whenever I don't know, I know the one who does. And I look to him for he's the author and he's the perfecter of my faith. I'm going to look to him and I'm going to stand in that position no matter what. Lord, use me. Lord, even in my weakness, use me, Lord God. When I don't know what I'm doing, I thank you because I know this one thing, this one thing I know, I'm surrendered fully to you. Amen. And so therefore you have full permission, full access to move, Amen. to do what you want. Who's my example? Jesus. 
Who's your example? Jesus. It's okay to have heroes in the faith, but your example must be Jesus. Amen. Right? Amen. So, you know, that was a real, so she let me pray with her. It was really, it was really precious. She let me pray with her and she said, you know, she, I, I, I got to admit, she goes, you're different. Yeah. But we should be the normal. This should be the, what is normal. But I was grateful to hear that. But you know, she, there's, there's when I, when I prayed for her, cause my heart was going out to her. I had tears in my eyes listening to her story. I'm like, my gosh, wow, wow. Cause you know, just very shut down. Just, you could see very, a genuine person really looking for truth. And here there's truth staring at her in the face. I'm presenting Jesus, but the shutdown cause of the years of hurt, you know, but God's not done. God is not done. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. So we get to ask the Lord to fill us with this end, his endless supply of his Holy Spirit, letting the oil of the Lord pour out. We're going to turn to Acts 13. Acts 13. Now, I mentioned this when I was ministering, but I want to read it to you, and we're going to talk about this for a moment here. Because see, Paul was opposed for doing the will of God. Acts 13, verse 49. He was opposed for doing the will of God. But there's two, two remedies here when you're opposed for doing the will of God. First of all, let's stop right here. Is anybody opposed for doing the will of God? Anyone have any, ever, ever experienced opposition for doing the will of God? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? We laugh because, yeah. And so in, in Acts 13 and in verse 49, I'm going to read it to you first. Then I'm going to talk. It says, and the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord is being spread. The gospel is being preached. Gospel is being preached. It's being spread. It's being spread even right now. Words going out. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women and the chief men of the city, and they raised up persecution against Paul. Say it was raised up on purpose. Say it was intentional. This persecution was intentional. All persecution is intentional. And yes, and Barnabas, um, so it says against Paul and Barnabas, and expelled them from their region. So they kicked them out. That you can't be sharing Jesus here. Who do you think you are? They kicked them out. Persecution came, kicked them out. But there is two things here that we're going to find that Paul did in the face of persecution. The first one is he shook the dust off his feet. Somebody shake the dust off your feet. I'm shaking the dust off my feet. Are you persecuted? Have there, has there been persecution? Has there been slander, gossip, evil, naysayers, and all ridiculous, crazy things that come from the pit, like literally from the pit? What are you going to do? You're shaking the dust off your feet. Paul was a man of God, and yet this evil person was stirring up people what was he stirring the people to do? To bring persecution, to bring lies and slander. And Paul's remedy was number one, shake that dust off your feet, church of God. Shake that dust off your feet, church of God. If you don't remember anything else I say, remember two things, please. Shake the dust off your feet and make sure the oil of the Lord keeps on flowing. Make sure the oil of the Lord, never forget to make sure the oil of the Lord keeps on flowing. And as a matter of fact, look at the other thing that he said. He said, first of all, find it again. Here we go. Shake the dust off of their feet. And then he says, verse 52, 
And the disciples were filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. Were filled. They were filled. That word filled is continuously. That word filled means continuously. So they were continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. You want to walk on fire? You're going to be opposed. You want to walk on fire? You're right. Come on, Pastor Vijay. The opposition is present, but the Holy Ghost power to rise up on the inside of you is present. The presence of God is so much greater than any opposition, but it's up to you to do what? Shake the dust off your feet and let the Holy Spirit continue to flow in and through you. Continuous flow. Continuous flow. Let the Holy Spirit, thank you, Father, for your continuous flow. No matter what, we're going to continue to stay under the spout of God's glory. No matter what, we're going to be carriers of his torch, his fire, his love, his anointing. Let the anointing oil flow. The anointing oil flows. Even in the story of the widow woman that had the two sons and she had, and, and Elisha came to her asking her, right, you know, for provision. And this woman said, I only have a little bit of oil, but I have two sons and my husband's gone and I have a great debt. And he said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Will you help me? He says, what do you have? I have a little oil. What do you have? I have a little oil. Not a lot of oil. I have a little oil. She had a little bit of oil. Sometimes you may think you just have a little bit of oil. Sometimes you may think that you're feeling a little dry right now. And I don't want to tell anybody because I feel kind of dry. Well, don't go that route. Don't go that route. Instead, yeah, you probably do want to pick the phone up and call somebody and say, okay, time to pray. I'm decreeing this little oil is going to increase to a whole lot of oil. It's going to continue to flow out. It's going to continue to spill out. It's never going to dry up. It's never going to run out, right? And so this woman is like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just have a little bit of oil. He says, I want you to go and gather vessels. I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to go and gather vessels and don't gather just a few. Go and gather vessels. Go everywhere. Go to your neighbors. Go do something. You got a little bit? You need more? Go do something. What are you doing? You're going to stand in faith. You're going to decree the word. You're going to speak forth the truth. Yeah, I'm going to go do something. He went, she went and gathered. She had, she had gathered vessels. And then he said, good, close the door pour it out. Let the oil start to pour. As she poured out that oil, remember she only had a little bit. She only had a little bit, but every vessel that she presented was filled to the brim. Every vessel. If she would have got more vessels, more vessels would have been filled to the brim. So basically you're going to have whatever you expect. You're going to have whatever you believe. You're going to have whatever you pray and whatever you say, God is going to give unto you. Don't limit God. We're not going to limit God. When we walk in the spirit, we walk in the abundance of faith. When we walk in the spirit, we walk not under a limitation, but under God's glorious increase. We have this mindset that's really from heaven and not here from earth. And so this mindset that's really from heaven and not here on earth says, you know what? There's a, there's a, there's a field out there. I expect a harvest for that field. There's a field out there. I expect a harvest. Do you think your harvest is going to come just because you see a, a field and you start believing for the harvest? Do you think the harvest is going to come just because you see a field? Everyone follow every, every eye, paying attention, every ear paying attention. Just because you see a field that is, is empty or it seems dormant. Do you think that just because you say this field is going to produce a mighty harvest, that the mighty harvest is going to come forth? There's a key. There's a key. Amen. If the ground is fallow, and just because you look at a plot of ground, and just because you start decreeing over a, a plot of ground that the blessing of God over it, just because you're decreeing it, 
just because you're having faith for it, do you think something's going to grow out of nothing like that? You must do something. You must do something. You must plant the seed. You must plant the seed. Otherwise, it's just a patch of dirt. It's just a patch of dirt. You must plant the seed. The seed in and of itself contains life. But unless you take the seed and plant it, that life is not going to come about and fulfill the purpose that it was intended to. Or it might sprout, but it'll never reach the fullness of what God intended it to have. So when you look at a field, you're not going to just believe and wish and have faith. You're going to do something. You're going to plant the seed. The seed is the word of God. You're going to plant that seed. You're going to see the opportunity. And you're going to say, in the name of Jesus, all of my children are going to come forth. They're going to know the Lord God. All of my children are going to be taught of the Lord. Great shall be their peace. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you said I will contend with those who contend with you. Lord, you said that your children I will save. You're going to plant the seed. When you plant the seed, then you can look at that plot of ground and you're going to say, oh, it's going to bring forth fruit. Because I've already put seed in it and now I'm watering it. Now I'm toiling that ground and that seed is going to start to sprout. That seed is going to start to grow. Why? Because under the anointing of God, as you stay connected to God's Holy Spirit and you speak forth the word of God, planting the seed, which is the word, God's spirit will breathe life in an area that was once dead or fallow, right? It was just dormant. But God's spirit is breathing life, healing and health to my body. Lord, you already paid the price. It's healing. I'm healed. I'm whole because of the stripes that Jesus already put and took upon his body. When we speak for that I have the mind of Christ. There's no confusion in me. I have the mind of Christ. There's no lack in me. I don't care what you see. You speak the word, right? We speak the word. What are you doing when you speak in this word? You let in the oil of the Holy Spirit flow through you. The oil of the Holy Spirit is not just what we receive in worship. It is that. It is that. We love that. But the oil of the Holy Spirit is also very practical. And the oil of the Holy Spirit actually demands something of you. Just like Elisha said to this woman, what do you have? Good. You've got a little? Go get more. She had to do something. You got a little oil? Great. Go get more. Go get some vessels. Get lots of them. And then God was faithful when he said, when you're faithful to start pouring that oil, I'll be faithful to keep filling. You guys, nothing out of... Yeah, come on. Somebody give God the glory. Hallelujah. There was nothing and God made something. This was a miracle. I call this little bit nothing. Because when you compare it to all the vessels, it was basically nothing. But God brought abundance out of what was so small. God wants to bring abundance out of what's small. He wants to bring abundance out of our lives. He wants us to have lives that so, so trans, are so transformed, but not just to contain it in this vessel here, in this clay, not to just contain it, but to give it out. We get to give out everything God has given, but don't believe for one minute when you set yourself to do that, that you're not going to have the opposition. Paul had the opposition, but guess what? You're going to learn to shake that dust off your feet. You're going to learn to stay under the spout where the glory comes out, and you're going to be filled with a continuous filling. Oil. <laughs> Somebody shout, oil, fill me up, Lord. The oil of the Lord is the oil of gladness. The oil of the Lord. He says, I anoint your head with oil. He says, your cup will overflow. How many of you say, I'm going to walk with the overflow of God's oil. Thank you for the overflow, Father. Thank you for the overflow. I'm going to have you all stand up and rise up to your feet. Right now, Father, I thank you for the overflow. I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the flow of oil. I thank you, Lord God. It's not by mind. It's not by power. It's by your spirit, Lord God. By your spirit, Lord God. We wouldn't want 
want to live any other way, oh God. Thank you for teaching us how to live by your spirit. We thank you that by the spirit of the living God, we will do valiant things for the Lord. Just like Daniel, he was a man set apart. He was such a wonderful man of God that wouldn't take no for an answer. In other words, he says, I don't care what the world tells me. I am not going to deny my God. I am not going to deny. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to look to him, the author and the perfecter of my faith. And that's the same type of a stance that we are to take, church of God. We're to take the same stance. Let every heart right now just receive this word of God. Let every heart, let every person in this place, in this room, listening to the sound of my voice, hear the word and rise up. I said, that's mine. I'm taking it. I'm walking in a new level of faith today. I'm walking in an anointing that is supernatural. I'm walking as a carrier of the fire. I'm walking as a carrier of the glory. I'm walking as a carrier of the oil. There is no limitation that God would put onto me. There is no limit of oil because I flow in the overflow. I decree you flow in the overflow. I decree the overflow over each and every one of your lives in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Amen.